Hi everyone, welcome to Coffee with the Queen. I'm Nicole. And I'm Cindy. In today's podcast, we're going to share some of our favorite ways to repurpose and recycle burlap. So all of you Queen Bean coffee drinkers listening right now know we love our burlap. From the small strips of burlap we use to wrap our coffee bags to our stylish tote bags, we try to use every piece of burlap that comes in through the roasting plant and we try to use it in as many ways as possible. So today we'll be talking about how to use burlap in your garden and how to use burlap to make some really cute, trendy home designs. So first I'll share my favorite uses for burlap in the garden, and then Cindy will walk you through some of her unique creative ways that she's upcycled burlap into trendy home goods. As a reminder, everything covered in today's podcast is available as a blog entry on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com, and accessible via links at the bottom of the podcast site, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. Okay, Nicole, I'm so excited because the burlap is so pretty, and I think people don't realize how easy it is to upcycle it. I agree. I think too, it's like you see burlap used in so many different things, but we don't even always process it as burlap. When I actually consciously go out to like a home goods store or out to a restaurant, out to a bar, I'll look at something and I'll think it's cute, but I have to actually think about deconstructing it to see that they've used pieces of burlap. It's just a great multi-purpose fabric that looks great and is strong. And it's, there's just so many wonderful ways to use burlap. Yeah, and I'm excited for you to go over the gardening tips because, as you know, I'm an avid gardener and I've actually used some of these. So I was even more excited to find out the ones that I wasn't familiar with. So let's get into it. All right, so let's jump in. For those of you unfamiliar with burlap, burlap is a high tensile strength natural biodegradable fabric made from plant fibers, usually jute, hemp, or flax. So then there's natural burlap, which is slightly rough to the touch. It's got a dull sheen it's not it's not very shiny and it sheds slightly when rubbed between your fingers or manipulated i only mention this because there's a big increase these days in synthetic burlaps which are made of plastic and won't work in your garden so they may work for other crafts but they'll definitely will not work in your garden synthetic burlap is shinier and softer than natural burlap and will not shed when rubbed between your fingers or manipulated if you aren't sure which burlap you have and the shed test isn't giving you enough confidence to go forward, you can conduct a burn test. Just cut up a small square of burlap and light it on fire. If the burlap burns like a piece of paper or a dry leaf, so just straight down with no twisting, then you know it's natural burlap. If the burlap burns more like plastic where it's twisting and folding back in on itself, it's synthetic burlap. Yes, this is an excellent tip. But honestly, if you're using natural burlap, the shedding test is usually enough, as Nicole and I can attest to. We've done so much with burlap. Sometimes we've been covered with the burlap shed. Yeah, if you touch burlap, you're probably going to have a few hairs of burlap on you. As I said, if you just want that extra level of confidence, you can try a burn test. So all the garden tips that I'm going to share right now are only for natural burlap. If you try to use synthetic burlap, it won't work and you may end up harming your plants. The first great, and I would say probably most common way to use burlap in your garden is as a frost, sun, or pest protector. Natural burlap bags are woven together and have the slightest gap between the lines. And this tiny gap allows everything in that the plant needs to survive, but it's too small to allow in most of the things that could damage your plant. So first off, to create a sunshade. Sunshades are great for blocking delicate, young, or vulnerable plants from intense heat during the summer. Or even if you have established plants that just don't want as much sun as your your yard offers, you can create a great sunshade. To do so, you'll need a larger sheet of burlap, some sturdy sticks or poles, and then a means of securing your burlap to those sticks or, or poles. Personally, I've used a flexible wire or a staple gun. I love a staple gun. Yeah, I'm a big fan of a staple gun also. So once you have your materials, you want to cut the burlap if needed. Unless you are dealing with really, really intense sun, 
I would use a single layer of burlap. So if you have one burlap sack, I would just cut it along the seam and then open the bag and you can have two shades. If you have really intense sun, you might want to use the double, but that will really block probably up to 90% of the sun. The seam tip is a great one, Nicole, because it typically makes a shaded area that's the right size for a bed. And it's easy to make like an even rectangle. And it's also light enough that a typical garden state can support it. It's a great tip. Yeah, so once you have all your materials, cut the burlap as needed. Place your poles roughly three to four feet in front of your plant so that you can get the proper amount of sun. This will vary with each garden and, you know, how your garden is situated in relation to the sun. But generally three to four feet is a good rule because the plants will get enough sunshine. If you really want to block out most of the sun, you can go even closer. In the colder months, burlap makes a wonderful moisture-controlled environment for your plants and shrubs by allowing enough sun to reach the plant while preventing cool air from reaching the moisture on the plant and creating frost. So essentially, burlap acts as a moisture wick. There are two primary ways to create burlap frost shields. The first is tarp coverage, and the second is individual bush or shrub coverage. To create a tarp shield, you'll need burlap, small sticks or pegs, and something to attach your burlap to your sticks or pegs. Once you have all your materials, place your sticks or pegs in the ground and then delicately attach the burlap to the pegs, ideally leaving one to two inches between the top and sides of your plant and the burlap. So while burlap naturally wicks away water, it can get wet and develop frost. And if the burlap is touching the plant when it develops frost, that moisture can seep down through and into your plant and freeze your plant. Yeah. So if the burlap does frost, any plant that's resting against the burlap runs a risk of freezing as well. So that's the only reason they suggest leaving ideally one to two inches of space between the top of your plant and the sides of your plant and your burlap. No, it's important. And also frost can be heavy. And so that little gap stops the burlap from touching the plant because the frost can make the burlap dip a little bit. It's a good tip. Yeah, that's true too. But then again, with every rule, no rule would be complete without an exception. So if you are using burlap to protect root vegetables, you can actually just lay the burlap directly over the plant without running any risk of harming the plant. So to cover individual bushes or plants, arrange your sticks in a teepee-like formation around the bush, ensuring that the sticks do not touch the bush or the plant. Once you have your sticks arranged, you want to wrap a single layer of burlap around the teepee structure before securing it with rope or wire or whatever means of securing it you prefer. For best results, you really want to be sure that your bush is fully covered. So from the top all the way down to the ground, you want to make sure that nothing can get in to harm your plant. Burlap is going to work best when the full plant is protected. So if you're covering a hardier bush, such as a rose bush, you can wrap the burlap directly around the bush without risking any damage to the bush. I've done this for my rose bushes and it works great. And I've used simple rope and literally covered the bush with QB burlap. My grandmother used to do it with her fig trees and more of the delicate citrus trees in the yeah. winter. She'd also use it and she would, she would like wrap them up tight and it just looked like this bundle sitting in the backyard or she'd bring them, you know, sometimes she'd uproot them and bring them in. But it's really great, great protector. If you leave your plants where they are, you, you don't bring them in in the winter. Another great plus is that burlap protects the plants from any peckish little critters, rabbits, deer, and mice that may be wandering your yard. And while some of you may be wondering, because I've had this question before, rabbits could theoretically chew through the burlap, but it's very rare that they do because they don't like the taste. So it's a great natural pest deterrent as well in the winter. Yeah, it's not yummy at all. It's not like a carrot. No, it'd be like flaky cardboard, I imagine. So yeah, 
not only did it protect the rose bushes, they seemed to be hardier than in the summer. And they also seemed to bloom a little earlier and longer. So the burlap works really, really well as a rose bush protector. And you can actually see it all over my neighborhood. People have their rose bushes covered in burlap over the winter. It's a great, great protector. And I think a lot of people have probably seen it and maybe not even processed. That's burlap because it looks like a tarp. But if you see a natural earth colored covering on a plant or bush as you're driving by, well, we're in the spring months now, but throughout the winter, if you see a brown covering over a bush or shrub, it's most likely burlap. And it really is a great, great protector on so many levels. So sun, frost and pets. Yeah, awesome. Another great use for burlap in the garden is a weed barrier. While your plants and bushes may benefit from a sturdy burlap buffer, your weeds most definitely will not. So laying burlap over soil bars weed seeds from making contact with the soil and effectively stops the weeds from being able to take hold in the ground. So to create a burlap weed shield, more commonly referred to as burlap mulch, all you need to do is lay a single layer of burlap directly onto a freshly dug bed, and that part's key. You want it to be on a freshly dug bed and then secure the ends with U-shaped pegs and or top it with decorative mulch. When you're ready to plant, or if you're laying your burlap over existing plants, just cut slits into the burlap where you would like a plant to be or where you already have an existing plant. The key to this though is definitely the freshly dug bed. If you put a burlap tarp over ground that hasn't been tilled, any weed seeds that are already in the earth can easily pop up through right. the burlap. So. It'll be very annoying if you lay everything down and then you have weeds rising up through the burlap. All burlap can do is prevent the seeds from making contact with the ground, but they can't stop the weeds from coming up through the burlap. Right, because of the holes in the the burlap. Yeah, so it's just one of those things where it can be very annoying if you go through all that work and then you still have all these weeds. (laughs) Right, I've done this trick too, because when I was first planning out my garden, you know, I have like a mini English garden in my backyard. Mm -hmm. My backyard all a 0.1 acre of a yard, so it's a tiny version of an English garden, but I laid out paths before I had them paved. And I used the burlap to delineate the paths from the beds so that I could stop the weeds from coming up in the paths. And it worked really well. But yes, I had to till the earth before I laid the burlap down. But it really made lovely, lovely delineation between the beds and the path. And it was a great use for the burlap. Yeah, it's it's really wonderful in the garden. Yeah, it looks so natural, like it's a beautiful element in the garden. Yeah, we've used it here. We usually cover it with mulch. It's purely utilitarian, but it's worked really, really well. We've used it at my mom's house. Where she lives, things grow on like a massive, gigantic scale. And so weeds come out looking like plants. And it's really helped work to deter it. And then as she covers it with burlap and it's in point over a year, it just disintegrates into the ground. Correct. So great tool. Moving on, another great way to repurpose burlap in your garden is as a planter. So for any of you who visited garden shops or like to glance through garden magazines, you've probably seen cute burlap planters. And we can confirm that these planters are as functional as they are attractive. So naturally strong and breathable, burlap makes a wonderful planter because it prevents roots from extending beyond the root ball while offering great drainage. So when using burlap as a decorative planter, I recommend placing a protective layer on the base of the planter, such as a coconut liner, just to protect the burlap from accelerated decomposition. So properly cared for and and like slightly protected, these planters can last up to 10 years or over 10 years, depending on how frequently you water the plant. Unprotected, the base of the burlap will decompose after a few years if watered regularly and faster if watered very frequently. 
because it's just something to keep in mind if you are creating a planter from burlap. So to create a decorative planter, just place your liner, if you're using one, soil and plants into the center of your burlap, fold the sides of the burlap up over the soil until it's fully contained within the burlap and then tie it with a rope. It's really easy and very cute. Yeah, it looks wonderful. Again, because I think because of the natural appearance of the burlap, it looks great as a planter in your garden, on the patio. It's wonderful. Yeah, and you have a very strong liner. You could even use it in the home. It's a cute little planter. Absolutely. So to create a purely functional planter, I'm just warning, these planters aren't too cute, but they're really functional and they can be very almost country industrial looking, if that's a thing. Um, No, it is a thing. (laughs) You'll need whole burlap bags and soil and whole burlap bags are great for growing a variety of root vegetables. Today I'm just going to talk about potatoes because they're the easiest to grow, but you can grow most root vegetables in burlap bags as well as tomatoes, which I know is a fruit, but most root vegetables and tomatoes grow very well in burlap bags. But I'm just going to talk about potatoes, but if you're interested in growing anything else in a burlap sack, you just want to do a quick Google search to see the right proportion of soil to seed and you know get the the mix right potatoes i love because they're easy all you need to do to grow potatoes and burlap is add your soil and sprouted potatoes directly into the burlap sack you want to make sure that your potato sprouts are fully covered by the soil and then let it be as you see the potatoes start to sprout above the soil just add new soil and delicately flap the top of the burlap over the soil and let this continue until you've reached the top of the bag Yeah, it's another one I can personally attest to. Not only that, but people sell potato kits with burlap bags when you can literally just get the burlap bag and do it yourself. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. It's really easy to do. I mean, you could get a kit, but it's really easy to to do yourself. And if you care for the bag properly, I mean, these bags will decompose. But if you do slightly elevate them, so if you want to go for a super industrial look and put your potato sack on a, a pallet, like a piece of a pallet, if you can find an old pallet and just cut it up that you have something that's like four by four or even two by two to sure. pop your bag on top of it the bag could last for two or three seasons yeah any pla- you could so. use any platform yeah anything that's gonna allow the water to drain out yeah and so our, my final little tip with planters is using burlap as drainage holes for planters where the drainage hole is just too large and you get that soil seeping through which i hate i hate when i have a great plant that i love and i go to water it and all the soil comes out the bottom yeah so yeah. For all of you suffering from that problem, all you need is a small piece of burlap. You can just place it over the hole or you can even plug the hole if you really want to be sure no soil gets out. It's a great stopper. The burlap will still allow all the water to drain through the plants. Your roots don't rot, but it will keep all the soil inside. So finally, if you don't need a planter, but you do need to move or store your plants or bushes, and we kind of touched on this earlier, burlap is a great natural container for bushes, trees, or shrubs because it's wonderful at containing the root ball and protecting it from both intense heat and from frost. So I've only ever done this. So I have to move a plant for a long distance and so not just across my guard, but if we're moving it to someone else's house or giving it away, or if we're storing a plant over the winter and we're uprooting it, we wrap the root ball in burlap. And the way we've always done it, if we're just wrapping the root ball, I would say get a sheet of burlap that is roughly four times the size of the root of the plant just to be sure that you can cover the entire root, wrap right. the burlap up over the sides, secure it with rope or whatever, and then you can leave it in this state, for, I would say up to like almost two weeks without having any problem. You can water it, you can yeah. you can continue to care for the plant while it's still wrapped up, ready for transport or storage. 
Yeah, we often exchange plants in my area through the use of FreeCycle, which is an online board where people don't want something anymore and they put it up and then somebody else takes it. It's a great little resource if you have FreeCycle in your area. But I've often exchanged plants with people this way and we'll use that burlap trick around the root ball until somebody comes and picks up the plant. Yeah, it's great. It's very well contained. So you are going to be moving the plant. It's doesn't leave this trail of soil <laughs> behind exactly. you. It's much cleaner. <laughs> yeah, if you're a little bit of a neat freak, you're not going to have that like soil train running through your yard. And so finally, if you don't need burlap to plant or for use actually in your garden, it does also double or triple as a great storage container for, I would say, primarily root vegetables. Depending on the vegetable you're storing, either place the vegetables directly into the sack post-harvest or add sand to the sack and bury your vegetables in the sand once dried. So just a word of uh, caution, you don't want to put the vegetables into the sand if they're still moist because then they will actually begin to rot. So if you are using the sand trick, make sure your vegetables have fully dried, especially, you know, like carrots or anything you are pulling out of the ground before you put them into the sand. And that covers my gardening with burlap tips. Now on to something more creative. Uh, Cindy, are you ready to share some of your burlap design tips? Yeah, Nicole, thanks. And thanks for those wonderful tips because there were some things that I hadn't heard before and I can't wait to apply them to my garden. Today, I'm going to focus on two do-it-yourself burlap projects, mostly because they're easy and can be made with small amounts of burlap. Actually, the burlap that your queen bean coffee comes wrapped in would work well for either of these projects. Now, Nicole expressed her love for the staple gun, and I am also a fan, but I would direct your attention to a hot glue gun. So many crafts can be done in a non-so fashion if you own a hot glue gun, and these two projects are prime examples. First up, I'm going to talk about creating your own napkin rings. All you need for this project are some small pieces of burlap, about two inches thick by nine inches long, a hot glue gun, some pipe cleaners, and your imagination. To begin, you decide whether you want a straight edge for your rings or if you prefer the frayed edge. This is about your taste. For me, I think the frayed edge adds that country charm to the burlap. But you know, some people like that clean edge. But either design choice you make would be lovely. If you're going for a straight edge, lay a line of glue along the long edge of the burlap strip and fold it over. Press down and voila, a straight seam. If you're using a frayed edge, Pull on the edges of each side of your burlap until the frayed portion is approximately even. But don't sweat it if it's not completely even. You can trim any uneven bits off with a scissor. When you're happy with the amount of fray, take your glue gun and run a line of glue along the length of the burlap, right at the beginning of the frayed area. This will stop any further unraveling. Allow it to dry and then run another line of glue at approximately the same point. Press your pipe cleaner down. Your pipe cleaner has been trimmed to the same length as your burlap. And once you press it on the glue, you should allow it to dry. And you repeat this on the other side. This will give your finished ring flexibility and shape. Once dried, you can decide if you want to leave the burlap as it is or if you'd like to decorate it. Just turn the strip over, pipe cleaner side down, and decorate until your heart's desire is met. You can use a stencil, you can add ribbons, you can use lace pretty much anything you want. Anything you and your glue gun can imagine can be used to decorate your napkin ring. So once your embellishment has dried, you simply roll your napkin ring over to the desired radius and attach the two ends with your glue gun. Two inches is a pretty standard radius. You allow it to dry and you can repeat 
for as many matched napkin rings as you like. This project is easy and the result has that definite wow factor. The next project that I have for you today are vase coverings. Now this particular vase design uses a burlap border about four inches wide and 15 inches long, depending on the vase you're using, you would adjust that length. And I used a gingham ribbon. But if you wanted, you could use a larger piece of burlap and make wrappers similar to the burlap planters that Nicole described earlier. You could cover the entire vase or jar in burlap and use a beautiful ribbon to secure it. For my border design, the instructions are similar to the napkin ring, just at a larger scale. If you want a frayed edge or a straight edge, you use your glue gun to halt the father fraying or to create the seam. You affix the ribbon or any design element you like to the front of the burlap, and then you attach it to your vase by tightly wrapping the burlap around the vase and sealing it with some hot glue. This is a wonderful project. It's easy to complete and it will bring that maximum impact. You can use any vases you like, bowl jars or even wine bottles, and make a match set. Again, the finished project would be lovely as centerpieces. You could use them for events such as bridal showers. You could even fill them with flowers and give your beautiful burlap embellished vases out as party favors at the end of your event. Well, I chose these two projects to highlight today, there are many other things you can do with small amounts of burlap. From simple things like making your own bows or flowers to use as adornments for gift wrapping, to slightly more complicated things such as making your own sachets or pin cushions. So I previously have made pin cushions or sachets with fabric and coffee grounds. Those instructions could be translated quite easily to a lined burlap design. There are no ends to what you can do with burlap. And if you follow our blog, stay tuned as I have some more crafts planned in the future. And with that, I will pass the mic back to Nicole. Thanks, Cindy. Your two designs are very, very cute. I really love the napkin rings. I feel like a, they're perfect for spring and summer or even fall, especially if you're going to have a, an event. They're very rustic, but somehow fun and, and elegant looking. Yeah, you know, and they're easy crafts. Like you could sit down outside with the kids. A glue gun is like my best friend for crafting. <laughs> they're decent and they're personalizable as well. If someone did it with kids, burlap is very easy to paint on. People can really customize burlap to their taste. They can draw on it. They can paint on it. You could sew on it. Right. Um, exactly. Exactly. Any kind of embellishment you could imagine. You could get those little strips of those seed pearls for your napkin ring and put them around the edges. Oh, that'd be pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. There's so many things. And that's why I'm going to do more crafts on the blog. So stay tuned. Some of them I'll sew. Some of them I'll just use my glue gun. But whatever I decide to do, I'm sure they'll make great projects for you guys to try at home. And if you do, please let us know. Yeah, we'd love pictures. Post them or either mail them to us at infowiththequeenbean.com or if you post it, anything that you do create for one of our, I don't want to say recipes, but I guess instructions or designs, you can always tag us too on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. And so guys, thank you for listening. And that concludes this episode of Coffee with the Queen. Links to everything we've discussed in today's episode are available on our blog, coffeewiththequeen.com, and on our podcast site, coffeewiththequeen.podbean.com. If you like this podcast, please let us know by giving us five stars on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss, we'd really love to know. So please email us at infowiththequeenbean.com or DM us through one of our social media sites. Finally, to learn more about our coffee or to learn more about us, please visit our website, thequeenbean.com. Thanks, guys. See you next time.